0: Welcome to Brews Day, episode number nine. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by Andy, Rob, and Wes. What's up, guys? Hey, man. What's going on? Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to take a look at our drinking behavior over the first half of this year, COVID-19 and all, and talk about how that might have have changed some of our behavior. We'll cover a little bit of homebrew news. We'll see how our first two-week big board has been doing. And we'll end it all with a lightning round and some good, bad, and ugly. So uh, let's jump into it. Cheers, guys.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: So as our Cheers Beer of the Week, I tasked everyone with a Blondale. Ale. It's something that I hadn't personally had in a while and, and thought it would be an interesting style for us to discuss. Andy, you seem to be uh, sipping on yours. What do you have?
1: Yeah, so I'm drinking a Highway 16 Blondale Ale from Narrow's Brewing Company. They are in Tacoma, Washington. Obviously, by the name, it's Blonde Ale. And the style, it's 4.7% ABV, 30 IBU, has an untapped average of 3.68, but only 175 check-ins. And I don't really think it's that new of a beer, so I'm just not really sure if that means it's not as popular as some of their other beers that I've had. But I poured this in a glass and definitely got a little chunk to it, which kind of surprised me because I was not For anticipating long, yeah. that.
2: Yeah, that's yeah.
1: Um, definitely, it's very light. Uh, definitely got like a little bit of a biscuity flavor. Pretty crisp, not you know, compared to everything else we typically drink in terms of IPAs and. Hazy's and all that like this is very about as far away from that as you can get <laughs> almost it's you know it's not too a lager but it's really light it's crisp i'm not really sure i'm probably more around a three five at this point i may amend that as i get deeper into this single can. but as of right now it's it's pretty much like an average blonde ale nice rob what are you drinking i have a blood and honey citrus blonde which is
2: from revolver they're located outside of fort worth texas It's a 4.5% ABV, 20 IBU, only 85 check-ins on untapped with an average of 3.57. It's a unique for all of us. With only 85 check-ins out of Revolver, it has to be new. I will say it tastes uh, very similar to their flagship, which is blood and honey. It's fermented with blood orange puree, which really just gives it that, that citrus punch at the end. It's really good. I'm enjoying it.
1: Rob, does that blood orange impact the actual like, color of what you're seeing when you're drinking it?
2: Yeah, I was expecting more of a golden color, You know, more of a clear, like what yeah. you would expect with a blonde. But it does have a little bit of a darker
0: color tint to it.
1: Hmm. Nice. Josh, what about you?
0: I am drinking, uh, it's called Horse Thief. It's actually a mango blonde, which, uh, which is sort of what intrigued me to, to pick it up. Uh, it's by Good River Beer. 5% AVB. ABV 20 IBU with a 3.57 rating, only 91 check-ins. So it's also something that's that's relatively new. Um, And most of the blondes I actually looked at had a lower check-in number, whether that means that Untapped is just filled with uh, IPA fans or maybe maybe just more new types of blondes are coming out. Uh, To that point, Wes, I see a surprising lack of blonde ale on your table. What's going on? Yeah, you know, so
3: I'm seeing these numbers. I'm starting to feel a little justified here because I'm the odd man out. I couldn't find a Blondale. I went to two places. It wasn't for lack of trying, but I'm seeing 91 check-ins, 175 check-ins, and 85 check-ins, all three of you guys. That's that's pretty low numbers, so maybe yeah. not as easy to find, not as popular as we as we thought. I, I, Josh, I don't know about you when you picked this, but I was not thinking this was going to be a hard beer to find. And like I said, I went to two places today that I figured and had a lot of beer, could not find a single blonde ale, which was frustrating. Um, yeah, I'm drinking a blonde, hazy IPA
0: for my... There you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it was something I picked out because I hadn't had one in a while, um, and I, I honestly went to, uh, to a couple of my liquor stores to, to pick something out, and I think I maybe had like four to five options total across two or three liquor stores, so... Um, it, it definitely wasn't something that was overabundant or, or filled a shelf. I had a few options here in Dallas.
2: One, one that I was actually going to go with is Dallas Blonde by Deep Ellen Brewing Company. That's kind a of one. a famous one, um, at least locally here, with 45,000 check-ins. It has an average of 3.54. I've checked it in already. That's why I didn't end up getting it for this evening. I gave it a 4.5. So I almost wish I did get it so that I could average out my average. That seems very
0: blonde. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know what I was doing, but (laughs) I did check it in in December of 2013. So, okay. uh, Long time ago. Must have been boat day or something.
1: Yes. A definite bump (laughs) was provided to that check in from wherever or whatever you were doing.
3: Yeah, I'm still out in Chicago, so I thought I was gonna be able, My my easy idea was like, I'll go to the grocery store and find a bonito, bonito, from uh, Ballast Point. I'm looking at it right now, thirty nine, <laughs> almost forty thousand check ins. Figured it'd be there, couldn't find it either place. So, uh, and, and Ballast Points. The reason I say that Ballast Point is out in Chicago right now, they have brewery yeah. out here,
0: so it's kind of bummed not to be able to find that one. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our our first and, and sort of main topic for today, um, which, uh, as I mentioned, we're we're just under six months of being quarantined. You know, plus or minus de- depending on when some of your your offices closed down. I thought it'd be interesting to see how that has impacted our beer drinking, and you guys were gracious enough to provide your untapped data. So I spent a little time and, and did a little bit of digging, and I have a couple of totals that I'd like to share. And I I don't necessarily just want to talk about our specific instances, but how that may also be you know circumstances for other people.
1: Josh, do you think this is going to make us feel good about ourselves or bad about ourselves?
0: <laughs> I I hope that it brings a lot of you know personal thought and uh, <laughs> you know, just reflection on on how you've been doing this year and and if you can improve next year.
3: Reflection on how depressed and alcoholic you've been through the through the. Trying to stay positive, but that too.
2: Yeah, Josh, when you say improve, does that mean higher or lower?
0: You know, whatever- What does
2: improve mean? Your
0: personal take. (laughs) Maybe you want to lower it. Maybe you want to raise it up. I don't know. It's up up to you. Rob, I will start with you. In 2018, and I'm just going to cover the months of January through the end of June. So the first six months of the year. 2018, you had 170 check-ins. 2019 you were down to 158 2020 you're actually down to 101 so you have about over 20, from 2019 to 2020 you're at about a 36 percent decrease um in in total check-ins
1: well wow, good job rob kudos yeah, yeah, right
0: well, well but golf remember claps, rob, snaps I, I, not to all count, like jump in
3: before you can comment on your own stats but remember last year you were low. You you went you went down from 2018 to 2019, and then July you kicked ass and drank more beer than any of us ever had in a month, I believe.
2: Yeah. So there's still a chance for you if you yeah, want to step it up. <laughs> no, it's great to see. What what do they say in quarantine? You're either going to get fit, get fat, or something else. I can't something think else. of it. Yeah. <laughs> you're Rich. either going to get fit or you're going to get fat. <laughs> so I, I'm not really getting fit, but at least I'm not getting fat. Well, so you I, I are mean, the
0: third thing.
1: Just yeah, whatever whatever <laughs> you the third is. thing is, <laughs> that's what you are. <laughs> I mean, we will say, West. To your point, if he had a huge second half of last year, then you know maybe he's trying to to hide those potential that second yeah. half burst. This yeah, maybe he's sandbagging. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just take it easy in in the first half, and then just really turn it on in the second half.
0: Yeah. Don't worry about me. And, and for context for the listeners, we do take a pretty deep dive look at our beer drinking uh, statistics at the end of each year. So um, we, we, all, all, we are all sort of well-versed in, in what our numbers look like. Wes, I will jump to you next. 2018, oh, uh, over those six months, you had 231 beers. 2019, you went up to 259 beers. And 2020, you're actually down just slightly at 253 beers. Still oh. significantly higher. Really uh, cut it down by six beers this year.
3: Yeah. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> I honestly don't even know. I figured, I think I told you guys a hundred times in the months of like January and February that I was going to cut my beer drinking down. I And you did. I'd like to say I successfully <laughs> yeah, did
2: my
1: this year, so congrats to me. Hey, you you did have an international trip, which is usually where yeah, people uh, hit a big uptick yeah, in that, their numbers. It's hard. It's hard to
0: uh, not have beers when you're out. You you know, unique on beers when you're out across the world. Wes, I'll also say, knowing we we still have two more to go through, you were actually the most consistent between twenty nineteen and and twenty twenty by by quite a margin. So basically quarantine COVID has had no impact on you. No. Yeah. West just doesn't care. I already just drank a <laughs> shitload of beers. so It didn't make a difference. <laughs> All right. So I actually have mine next 2018. I was at 163 over those first six months, 2019. Uh, although I, I have a caveat, I was at 115. Uh, that was basically right around Jackson, my son's birth. Um, so there's only so much drinking you want to do when you have to get up to a uh, crying baby in the morning. And then 2020, I've been sort of back up and I'm at 162. So sort of right where I left off in 2018, um, but with that pretty significant, like 40% jump over over last year. Don't use a baby as an excuse, Josh. No, I, I think it's a it's a great excuse. Pick up your numbers. Great well, to I see did. that you're back, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. And then uh, Andy, you for 2018, you were at 151. 2019 you dipped down with me to like 119 and then 2020 you're back up to 145.
1: I was really just supporting you last year in I... from afar with the birth of your child. <laughs> yes. So I didn't, I didn't want you to feel, you know, you didn't like want to run alone, it alone in the beer drinking world. Like you had deflated numbers. Yeah. You don't want to run up the score. I mean, I would still say last year was record in terms of overall year for me. So it seems like I had a, a big bump in the second half last year. And I think with moving, that's probably why my numbers have jumped as much as they have, because I've been exposed to a whole state of new breweries. I mean, I've only visited the state realistically within the time that we've been really been keeping track like two or three times. And so now that I I live here and I get to explore the state of Washington and, and specifically like jump around and, you know, be a little bit more intentional about trying to to find some new breweries and find some of those gems in the state. Yeah, I, I definitely can see my numbers going up, but whew, glad I'm not uh, 253. Uh, that's all. That's for sure. I wish I was
0: 253. Yeah, people wish they were higher. Some people wish they were lower. It's, it's just a thing. Looking at my numbers, I wasn't personally surprised uh, about mine. I, I don't know if, if any of you were, and I'm curious to see if, if you think sort of the same trend will continue for the rest of the year. And then sort of, a, I guess, a more global question. Um, I would assume a lot of people who drink a lot of beer are probably similar to us where they're, they're remaining somewhat consistent, uh, but, but curious to, to see what you guys think.
1: Yeah, I'll jump in. I mean, I think for me personally, being in the state of Washington, you know, I've since June, I, I think I've actually gotten out more in terms of a way where I'm living and have experienced more of the areas of the state. And I could easily see my numbers being slightly higher in the second half. I, I don't know what I've done so far in the months of July and August, but I could easily see being equal or maybe a little bit higher. Um, I don't think I broke 300 last year, so there's I mean, that, that puts me in potential range of breaking 300 unique across the entire year um in terms of just like in in general i think for some of you guys i mean i know rob you've been kind of stuck in the dallas area and i can imagine that because you are quarantined or stay at home you have not explored as much as you normally would have in your area or just in general knowing that you you do like to travel so i i could definitely see that being a hit to your numbers in the second half and it, and i could see that happening for a lot of people around where they're just not traveling as much as they used to outside of their neighborhood or their city
2: yeah basically march through june i didn't travel at all and usually on average i'm traveling about two weekends a month <laughs> yeah and so that's four months right there where where i i was in dallas however that is starting to come back a little bit the last two months i have started traveling we'll have to see how this this fall plays out for me but i would expect it to be a little bit higher than my first half of the year numbers Rob, would you say that you are drinking
3: less beer this year, or are you drinking less unique beer? Because obviously we're talking unique beer numbers here. These aren't how many beers we have had. These are the unique beers we've checked in throughout the year. Would you say that's less overall beer
2: or just unique beers? I think it's actually both, to be honest. I think my unique beers will increase here. And I'm going to make a point to try to have my second half numbers be higher than my first half (laughs) numbers. There you go. Taking a stand here. Yeah. But I don't know how much higher it's going to be. We'll have to see. Hopefully, I'll be able to get around and see some new breweries, do some more traveling. That's my
3: exact problem is trips just keep coming up. And the trips are where I'm like, whoa, well, we're here. And there's a brewery that I've never been to there. And you have to go and you get a couple beers. It's like, yep. it's, just, it's like endless. But I, I am going to, I don't have much of a anything to say about my first half of the year because apparently it's right on average with the last three years. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping that the second half I can taper down and be a little bit more uh, responsible and maybe uh, a little more healthy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and uh, calm down there a little bit. But You have done a lot of traveling though, Wes. I have, we have our COVID group that we've stayed together with. Good friend group that stayed close. And everybody's being responsible. We see each other a lot, but obviously if everybody's being responsible, we see each other, it's fine. And we've been traveling together. And obviously I've been on the uh, basement extravaganza for the last six weeks here. So that's been a good <laughs> amount of traveling too.
1: Rob, I'm actually going to disagree with you in terms of the the number of beers you've had, because we have seen the growler halls. That were occurring during the months of March and April, and yeah, you counting one sab- pailer as one beer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> one vessel is one beer. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna uh, respectfully disagree <laughs> with your assertion that you've consumed less beer. I respect
2: the respect. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Because we've seen those growler fills and we've seen the repetition of those growler fills and it's all for a great cause. You supported your one of your favorite local bars, Meddlesome Moth in Dallas, Texas. But that's why I disagree because we were witness to the support that you provided to that establishment. Yeah.
2: Thankfully, for we only filled up those growlers two, maybe three times. So I, I would say thankfully throughout all of COVID, we did not continue to go back and fill those suckers up. But there were a few times, I would say. <laughs>
0: well, that that actually uh, it, it raises another question that, that I had for you. I've noticed a few of us, and in, in myself included, have been doing less of the single beer purchases and more of like a four-pack or a six-pack. So it might be one unique check-in, but you're actually multiplying it by four or six. Would you say that's accurate? And so even with us our, our sort of 2020 is keeping up, at least for the most part, with 2018. Are we actually drinking more beer and we're buying more of each beer just so that we have it on hand? Are, are you guys doing that or are you still purchasing single beers? Well, I'm going to answer for Rob and just say yes for him based off <laughs> yeah. of what we went. <laughs> okay, now
1: that you're
3: saying
2: this, maybe... maybe Maybe my total drinking hasn't gone down. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Josh, I almost wish you hadn't said that because I am on average this year of unique beers. And I have, and I've been telling you guys that I'm on this kick to buy four packs now. So now I'm like, oh shit i'm drinking <laughs> way more beer
2: this year
3: it's like check-ins 253 check-ins times, times four yeah, four. yeah like a lot of those are four packs or six packs so that's probably pretty dangerous wes you're probably sharing them with guests you know yeah, yeah you're not doing yeah, that you know all I'm those sure. guests during quarantine <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> it's me and my dogs drinking beer at night <laughs> Moving on, the the next statistic that I I took a look into, just because I was curious based on our our conversation last week about trends, I took a look at our favorite styles of beer sort of over the the grand time that we've been uh, looking at our data. And then I looked at what we've been checking in most in, in 2020 so far. I'm not even going to list off one, two, and three for all four of us. They basically are IPAs, pale ales, and double IPAs. Uh, Those are the top three for all of us. They just sort of shift orders given, you know, year to year. 2020, Rob, your number one was New England IPAs. Your second was double New England IPAs. And your third was actually IPA. Wes, you were similar. You had New England IPAs number one. You had IPA as number two and double New England as number three. I actually have been the only person to keep IPA as their, their number one second being New England, and third actually being double IPA. And Andy, you were New England IPA one, IPA two, double IPA three. So New England has definitely moved into the top thing that we're all looking for. And I I guess the question is, I think we see this staying true. Do you see yourself moving away from New England anytime soon? Like, what do you see for the style? And do you think I think we talked last week about West Coast making a comeback. Are there any other things that you'd like to see sort of uh, fill back in as you you drink through the rest of 2020?
1: I just want to start. I was really hoping that Rob's third was going to be a triple New England because he's I had was worried two he was going to say that. <laughs> could have just he had that. two of those. you as wouldn't his, know <laughs> over the last two weeks. I was really. I mean, it was like one New England. I know a double. Three, triple I,
0: rob you've only had nine ap you only had nine ipas within the first six months so i guarantee triple new england was close
1: only nine wow. ipas
0: does 23 new england ipas for you rob
1: what what's included in ipa does that include like west coast yeah. yeah okay yeah they don't distinguish between west coast and just like simple american, american ipa unfortunately
3: american ipa yeah, yeah. Got it.
1: i mean i definitely well i definitely think it it just speaks to how popular hazies have become. And we're all uh, current riders and basically uh, season ticket holders of the (laughs) hazy train. We like to, uh, we definitely like to ride that train. And I think, you know, kind of hearkening back to last week's conversation around like fan fads and trends that the new England is here to stay at this point.
3: Yeah. My, my thing is it's hard to say, Josh, you're saying like, that's obviously what we're searching out at this point. Cause that's the top yeah. check-in. I, I actually don't agree with that. I think the reason that's my top check-in is because that's the top offering right now. That's what's being given to us. That's that's True. the new offering, you know? So I, I think IPA being my second, that's because IPA would be my first if people were constantly throwing new IPAs at me, but they're not, they're throwing new England IPAs at me. And that's if you're if you're going to come with a new beer, that's the beer I'm going to take. The fact that Double New England came in is is something that I would say goes into uh, Andy's f- what was it, uh, Frads and Trends? Or yes, yep, yep.
1: <laughs> it was I believe it was Fens and Trads. Oh, sorry,
3: well, I like to characterize these days. Um, I think the Double New Englands is came into it as my third beer because uh, our third style is because. That's been the new trend this year is that everybody's been doing their hazies, hazies, hazies. And now they're doing the double hazies, which I actually prefer more because they've got a little bit of hoppiness to it as a hazy. Um, so I, I, like I said, I, I guess to sum it up again, I think, I think the reason new England's lead my style this year is because that's what people are offering. Not necessarily exactly what I'm searching out because 100% I would be going for the IPA, the West coast IPA, uh, before any
2: of the other ones or just a simple double IPA it's just harder to find that for at least Andy and Wes it, your IPA isn't that far off like you're you're talking a matter of check-ins where Andy your total number of New England IPAs is 37 total number of IPAs 30 36 Wes total number of New England IPAs 58 total number of IPAs 51 you're still drinking a lot of IPAs I do agree with you though Wes I feel like New England's are everywhere. And I think we all agree that
3: none of us want New England's go away. We just want some more focus on something other than just the hazy. Give us a hazy, then give us an IPA, then give us a hazy again. It it just seems like people are just throwing hazies out. And I think we'd all kind of like to see that change.
1: Yeah, I know for me personally, I was hoping that 2020 I could diversify my tastes a little bit and maybe develop it beyond just IPA or hazy. But I think Wes, to your point, just what the offerings are like we talked earlier about the challenge of finding a blonde ale and the, which is, you know, a non IPA style of beer. And last week we touched on craft lagers kind of in the, the trads and fens, uh, section (laughs) of the episode. But yeah, I think, you know, so many breweries are going in on IPA and the new England IPA, aspect of the beer industry that you're, that it's drowning out some of the other styles.
0: Yeah, that, that's been one of the, uh, niceties being in a smaller town, uh, De- uh Durango, Colorado there, th- there are new England IPAs, but a lot of the breweries are sort of sticking to, to what they know. And so there's still sort of a, a bigger, I would say broader, uh, choice that I have here maybe than than in some of the big cities but i don't know if you guys would disagree maybe there's still a larger selection there's just a lot of new new englands which is what we're more drawn to all right and lastly uh more more for fun because we we always like to uh to talk about streaks i pulled a, a couple of streaks that are just specific to the first 6 months of 2020 and I, I think you're all going to be pleased with your numbers. Uh, there, there's two sets. The first that I'll go over is just the number of check-ins that you've done days in a row. So it doesn't matter how many you had. Just did you have a beer day after day after day? In the lead, Wes, uh, oh. <laughs> you had a 14-day streak, uh, which, is, which is probably one of the reasons that you're up quite a bit on all of us. Is the streak live still?
1: Or is Ooh, it good been question? Broken?
0: Ooh, I don't think it's live anymore. I can look uh I can look back at the day, but Wait, I if it's live, you pulled this live. through June 30th.
2: So that would mean that it's continued through all of July and 25, <laughs>
3: no, 25 no. days of you, August. No. <laughs> so,
0: Wes's just because it's the longest so I can give it to you was February 14th through February 27th. Where were you, Wes? I was in Europe. I was on, uh, I
3: was on the uh, official at honeymoon, eight? yeah.
1: Josh, you keep using these positive terms to describe how we should potentially be feeling about the results that you're giving us. I'm trying, yeah, it's a boost. (laughs) The
3: boost. This is a beer podcast. We are supposed to be proud of drinking beer, guys.
1: Yep, (laughs) that's true.
0: I was second in this running uh, with a seven-day streak. Where was that special week of yours? My streak was January 14th through January 20th. Okay. Oh, Colorado. That makes sense. We yeah. were all in Durango at that time. We were in Durango, so you we we're hired for longer be. than all of us. That makes sense. We'll, <laughs> we'll reflect back on that here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Third in uh, in line is Andy with six days straight of of check ins. Yours was also that. the 14th through the 19th. So same time, uh, when, when we were all together. That that's okay. gonna be I think the theme of of most of our that definitely had
1: some then you know. Uh, days on the front or days on the back because i was not in durango for for that many days so definitely yeah, had some definitely had some some beers at home great work andy you know i, I try
0: rob <laughs> most surprisingly your max length is four uh and it was march ninth. or sorry march 8th through march 11th it's probably growler time frame
2: yeah right right <laughs> in the growler time right frame. in the heart of growler I'm not surprised to hear those numbers based on how many check-ins you said earlier, but I am surprised just because I expected mine to be a little bit higher. So something to work on a little bit. Of, yeah.
3: Those, those are rookie, rookie numbers. Motivating. That's yeah, right. Those are rookie numbers.
1: Yeah. Rob, you have a whole second half of the year. Start. I mean, starting today, start fresh, start a new streak today. Yeah. What's That's your fresh.
3: active streak right now, Rob? <laughs> Josh. Nope. <laughs> I, I don't no, know
1: currently, like, like
3: today, what is your active streak? <laughs>
1: oh, did you how check many in a today? yesterday?
2: <laughs> right. You need to remember. That <laughs> was yesterday, <laughs> probably. That's a good that sign. I was, if you don't remember. I was in Montana this weekend, so I did have a quite a bit of a streak. Okay. Oh,
3: okay. But I, so I didn't check five five one days. in yesterday. Then so you're broke. in one. If, yeah, i yeah, checked street in There we go. Okay. All right. Day one. Every day
1: is a new opportunity to succeed, Rob.
3: Wow. That was yes. very motivational. That's Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Andy. You See, can do
1: Andy's, it, Rob. Andy's on the
0: positive track. You only had
1: 102 in the first half. You got to get those numbers up. It's a rookie number.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the stat that, that I'm sort of uh, most intrigued by is beers in one day. Uh, I had sort of assumed based on the rest of the data that, that Wes would, would take it away. Rob, you and I are actually in the lead tied with seven. Uh, beers in a day, uh, unique beers in a day. Uh, I did it across, I did it actually two days in a row, January 17th and 18th while we were all together, uh, which is 14 beers in two days. Uh, Rob, you did it on January 18th. So uh, right, right alongside. Wes, you took, uh, I guess if, if we're tied for one, you picked up second place with six in a day, uh, but you did do it three times, January 18th, February 17th, and February 24th. And Andy, you uh, you took fourth, uh, which maybe is a good thing, depending on how you want to look I'm at okay it. I'm okay with being dead it's last not year. Good. No, Yeah, it's <laughs> is, uh, is five beers in a day. And you did it also on January 17th with us all. Uh, and then March 13th. All right. Well, we'll stop talking about data and numbers and uh, and we'll do uh, a little bit of news. And I also have a homebrew update. Andy, real quick, do you want to tell us a little bit about the Goldman Sachs uh, survey that uh took place.
1: Yeah, so I came across an article, Golden Sachs did a survey of just over 80 alcohol distributors across the United States that represent, you know, about 18,000 different retail locations and over 80% of those surveyed distributors anticipate that Monster Energy is going to get into the hard seltzer game in 2021. And we talked about it last week. And we've talked about it numerous times before hot girl summer turned into hot girl quarantine. Who knows what it's going to turn into in, in 2021, hot girl insert term here, but I just wanted to kind of get your guys's uh, initial feedback on, or at least thoughts on monster energy, jumping into the seltzer game, especially after we learned that Coca-Cola was going to jump in with Topo Chico hard seltzer recently. So uh, Rob or West, do you have any uh, any initial thoughts on Monster getting in the seltzer game? Uh,
3: I mean, at this point, I I don't work for Goldman Sachs, I don't, I also don't work for an alcohol distributor, but at this point, I have a pretty good belief that anybody who makes any sort of carbonated beverage and has the ability to work with somebody who makes alcoholic carbonated beverages are probably going to make a hard seltzer version of it, because. Cockerel summer is such a thing and is not going away I mean I feel like we keep talking about it a new one comes out every freaking week or month at least uh, there's a new brand you see them across the shelves and I I get I, I'm just not surprised in the least bit it sounds disgusting the monster does not sound like a great thing to go to so I, I don't know
2: I'm not surprised though isn't coca-cola either a I think they're either a minority or majority owner. That might be right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're at least a
1: minority owner of monster beverage. That wouldn't surprise me, but I would definitely say that, you know, my, my hesitation or at least concern about this is monster energy. Isn't uh isn't good tasting in any way. And I can only <laughs> imagine that uh, they're going to maybe go a little bit overboard on the flavors of their hard seltzers and, they could be real gross.
3: It four loco like is back. I was about to say it sounds yeah. like, it's more like the four locos
2: <laughs> of hard seltzers. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Do you, Do you think Red Bull is next? That would surprise me
1: at all. It would or would it? I don't would know. not It wouldn't. We, it wouldn't, it surprise me. They've already got the Red brand. Bull
3: because I don't know if they need seltzer. Yeah.
1: They went. I mean, they expanded to like all the different flavors of Red Bull. They got Red Bull cola. They've it. I'm surprised they're not in it yet. Yeah. But All it right. would next week when that, that news going. breaks, yeah, we'll, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, as the next brick to fall, we've announced that uh, Red Bull will come out with something on a more personal update. Uh, between us, I started another homebrew over the weekend. It is going to be, if my math is correct, a double IPA that is just featuring galaxy hops, which I was excited to actually be able to get my hands on. Uh, hops. Uh, for anyone who isn't aware, have been in somewhat of short supply lately. So I was I was happy to be able to get uh, a couple ounces of those. My hope is that it will be ready for Denver when we potentially uh, get to host our, our first podcast all together in in the same place. Are you gonna make enough for us? No, uh, oh. I'm gonna make I'm gonna <laughs> make like two and a half gallons, and I'll probably drink it all before
3: I before <laughs> I arrive. I I hope your math is correct that it only has Galaxy Ops in it. That would be great. That part is correct. The dumbness
0: of my grain. Math
1: Math is hard. We learned that a few episodes ago. Math is hard. Uh, Josh, do you have an anticipated ABV? I was shooting for
0: eight, and I have a feeling it's going to come in somewhere in the seven range. Oh, come on, man. I
1: know. Amp that up. Yeah, man. Just jump to 11. (laughs) Just go right in. Can you ice you know, it? You know, can you can't just can you add ice it, it after
0: the fact. Ooh, Rob I could likes- ice a double APA. <laughs> <Please. laughs> I'm out.
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe I'll make one. Can't wait to find out who has that ice next week. Yes.
1: Ooh, yep. Ooh.
0: All right. Well, we'll get into that a little bit. Before that, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors, and we will be right back.
1: Hey there, thanks for checking out the Brews Day podcast. For more content or to leave a comment, check out our Instagram and Twitter accounts at The Brews Day. And for your daily dose of beer photos and reviews, check us out on Instagram at The Brews Day Review. Cheers. And now back to the show.
0: All right, welcome back. So, we are first going to cover our unique beers of the week. Um, as you guys are pouring, I'll at least start with mine and, and I'll give you a, a review afterward. Um, I found a lunch IPA uh, out of Maine Beer Company, which is, is a beer that, that Wes and I have been talking a bit about because I've had a few of their others and, and was really excited uh, and, and enjoyed the others. Uh, it's a 7% ABV IPA, 4.2 average, which is pretty high. Rob, you gave it a 4 Wes, you gave it a three and a half, which I was somewhat surprised about, but uh, as i as I sort of pour it in and give it a first taste, uh, I'll let you know what I think.
2: I checked this one at in at Meddlesome Moth. actually, this was my the first restaurant I went to in uh, during COVID times. So it was I, I think it got a little bit of a bump for me just because it was <laughs> pretty,
3: pretty nice out. to get
2: back out and actually experience a, a bar slash restaurant. Uh, and I remember this beer, I remember really liking this one. Yeah, I
3: remember, I, I'm surprised by my rating about them because everything from them I've liked and I really liked
2: that IPA. So maybe I had a bump down for whatever my check first check-in was. I recall this one
0: being lighter on the taste. I wouldn't say lighter on the taste. I think it's probably a bit more malty than mm. maybe we're used to in terms of just like, you know, let hops shine and, and let the malts get out of the way. Um, this has a little bit more of that, that malty flavor and, and a little bit of caramel. There's still some hops coming through. I like it. I, I don't know if I'd be as high as a 4.2, which is the average. I, I'd probably be just south of a 4 after I, I got to get through a pint. But um, I, I think that's where I'm headed. Andy, what are you drinking tonight?
1: So I'm drinking a Keith Box IPA. There's a little uh, contradiction between at least the brewer and Untapped. Untapped calls it a double IPA thing, mainly because of the ABV but the brewer considers it a West Coast style IPA. It's from Old Schoolhouse Brewery out of Winthrop, Washington, which is kind of up north. It's 8.2% ABV, 70 IBU. I think that's where the confusion is around that 8.2% ABV, whether it's you know a single IPA or a double IPA. The untapped average is 4.1. So really good average, but it only has 239 check-ins before I'm about to check in this beer today it's unique for all of us This is the first time i've had it obviously um my first take on it is it looks really good in the glass and the first taste first sip was really good actually uses three different versions of cryo hops so simcoe citra and mosaic and i'm a huge fan of it so far i think so far the 4.1 i'm right in range with that i'm a big fan of it
0: Rob, what are you drinking tonight? So I'm drinking the Three Harvests.
2: It's a double IPA by Wild Leap Brew Company out of LaGrange, Georgia. It's about an hour uh, southwest of Atlanta. It's an 8.2% ABV, 38 IBU, has an untapped average of 4.2, but only 911 check-ins. I actually had this one Uh, about a week or two ago. I forgot to check it in, so I'm glad I had a second one in my refrigerator so I could still check it in. This is a unique for all of us. This one is a collaboration with Extreme Hops, which is out of Auburn. The hops are actually harvested only a few days before the ale is brewed. It's
0: a series, uh, so this is their summer 2020 series, Rob, thanks for confirming the point we made earlier about having multiple of the same beer, so our numbers are actually at least double. (laughs) Wes, what do you got? I am drinking a beer
3: from War Pigs Brew Pub, which I know is close to all of our hearts. Oh, yeah. If you don't know War Pigs, it's a collaboration between three Floyds in in Indiana, in the United States, obviously, and then McKellar, which everybody knows that's out of Denmark. They started a brew pub together that was in Denmark, originally and I think all four of us have been to that brew pub. Actually, I think Josh and Andy went there together, but then myself and Rob went there separately. So all four of us have been there kind of separately, which is pretty cool. So we all know it. I'm drinking their Foggy Geezer New England IPA. Foggy geezer is actually a beer that they brew locally in Chicago here because they have War Pigs out in Denmark. They created a brew pub out here in chicago and brew some specific united states beer foggy geezer is one of those i was surprised that only rob and i have had that it's a very very good new england ipa it's a 6.8 percent abv 70 ibu uh and fifty check check-ins which that's a lot of check-ins but yeah. the, the yeah. one thing I will, I will point out on this is this is a new england ipa and it still has a 70 ibu and that's exactly why i love this beer it's got the hazy style it's it's tasty it's got a little bit of that sweetness um, from the new england but it's still got a bite to it and it's so good i originally rated it a 4.25 rob gave it a four honestly having it again i think i'm probably closer to like a four four this time it's really good and in classic everything war pigs it's all black can top of the can's oh, black nice. everything's black got some cool can art um I like everything they do and uh, just, it, it's a great beer. So if you can find this one, obviously it's, it's, I think out in this area, it's pretty common, but I don't think it's, they go too much farther than uh Midwest area.
2: Did you say you're giving it a
1: 4.4? Yes. All right. So Wes, you mentioned that they opened a brew pub in Chicago. So it's actually a War Pigs brew pub.
3: Correct. From what I know, cause they opened it when I lived here, they opened it pretty close to where I worked and at that point, they just opened it. You couldn't go there. I actually don't know if you can actually go uh, have okay. a beer there like at this point. Room, you might yeah. be able to, but, um, yeah, they, they do brew beer here in Chicago now.
1: Maybe you should uh, pick some up before you drive home. I'm going to find
0: some of that. Well, I found some right here. <laughs> yeah. Find more. He so...
1: Yeah, That one looks <laughs>
0: opened. I'm, more, yeah, uh, I'm more of the
3: closed beer type of person. <laughs> I I just think this beer is so interesting not to beat it into the ground, but I mean, this is a new England IPA. Andy, you have a West coast IPA that you're drinking 70 IBUs. Rob, you have a double IPA, which I'm surprised about in general, it's a 38 IBU and my new England IPA for more pigs is a 70 IBU. So it's just, it's up there with both of you. It's, it's same as Andy's West coast. It's above uh, Rob's double IPA and that's, I feel like we've talked about this on this podcast is that's what I want. Like I want my hazy to have some hops in it still some, some nice
0: bitterness, hoppiness to it. And this one pulls it off. It's, it's just a really good beer. Yeah. It, it doesn't fit sort of the beer ward description, but maybe that's one of the areas if everybody's truly in love with new England and, and that continues to be the push, there can still be experimentation within there. Um, and even creating a really bitter version of a, a New England IPA is, is something that's interesting. And even if I can't get my hands on that one, I, I may keep my eyes out for something similar. All right. So let's talk a little bit of basketball. Uh, we'll, we'll jump into the big board. This week is going to be a little bit different from previous weeks in that uh, we, we don't have a, a new big board. Uh, the last week, we took a look at NBA round one predictions. Uh, we took a look at four games uh, that are that are still sort of ongoing in terms of their series jazz nuggets nets raptors 76 ers celtics and mavs clippers two of these are already decided uh raptors swept and Celtics swept uh so we're already sort of at the the bare minimum of our our tiebreaker which was total games played utah uh ended up uh they're they're still in the lead but denver picked up a win to get to three two and as a, a quick look at the live score we're recording somewhat late uh the Clippers now lead their series with Dallas three to two with a 154 to 111 victory. Based on the picks we've made, I don't know if you guys want to jump in. For the most part, it, it's still wide open. I have a small fear based on being the highest of the tiebreaker that it might actually come down to that. Um, but it, it's looking like we're, we're pretty close.
1: Yeah, I'll jump in. I I was trusting the process and the process let me down. (laughs) The process, the the process failed. I think they, they didn't really hold on to those three keys to victory that I've, that I've mentioned Mm -mm. previously, specifically in regards to to MMA fights. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they, didn't they just fire their coach to the 76ers? They finally let their coach go. They did. That should have been the tiebreaker. Yeah. (laughs) What coach gets fired. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm still holding out to – I mean, I'm right now. I'm one and one. All, everyone else is two and zero right now, based off the uh, finalized series. But I'm still holding on to the the Jazz with that sick alternate jersey, and the Clips are, I think are still destined to to play the Lakers at some point in this, and have a big, you know, a nice a nice L.A. battle in Orlando, Florida. Nothing like it. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good right now, Rob. <laughs> I
3: don't want to throw you under the bus here, but I do just want to point out that with the two sweeps, we picked the exact same games. We picked, we picked the favorites, as I mentioned last week. Uh, we, went, we went bold and picked all the favorites.
2: And really, we the, we yeah, really took a risk. risk. We, we yeah. really
3: went out on a limb here. I went with the tiebreaker of 22. You went with the tiebreaker of 23. With the two sweeps, I guaranteed the win because the most games that could be played at this point is 22. So I am safe. I will not be drinking any ice beer next week, which I am (laughs) so happy about right now.
2: So I guess I need either the nuggets or the Clippers to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you would love both of them to win, and then we just sweep, you need, and we'd be... You need both you of them to win. So I'm sort of, with, with Andy having picked the 76ers, uh, and I have the Jazz versus both of your nuggets, if, if we make an assumption that the Jazz hold on to their 3-2 series lead, it comes down to the Clippers-Mavs series. If you and Wes get everything right, even through the tiebreaker, it, it actually, I believe, puts me in the loser seat. Yeah. Um, so from what i'm seeing it kind of comes down to if the maps can come back or not uh i'll either be first or last It's kind of what it looks like <laughs> yep
1: yeah i feel like most is likely everyone's going to end up 3-1 and then it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. and yep and i josh is dead last is so we'll just...
0: maybe they'll go to like a nine game series just, like it'll
1: just keep going well just start Does overtime count? What, uh, what ice beers are available in your area josh cuz there's a, there's unfortunately a lot <laughs> <laughs> Look, last time I was there. <laughs> Do they sell singles, or is it all at least six packs? Oh, it's no, it's, it's big single. Oh, yep. If you're gonna go single, you got to go that 24 ounce <laughs> single for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Rob, I'm just holding out hope here for both of us, not just because I want us to squeak by and not drink an ice. I just want us to be perfect. I think the Nuggets are going to come back, and we can rub it in these other two faces that we picked it perfectly and they suck at this game and have to drink ice beers one of them that's what i'm looking yeah. for i i
0: need luca to save me is kind of what <laughs> i need like more more half court last second shots be great
1: good luck with that i don't i don't. i think it's <laughs> i think it's i mean i i mean we're on the same jazz game so josh i, I want you you know we're on that same page on that one but clippers are gonna win that's that's just destined to happen We'll see. All right. So we're going
0: to move into the lightning round. Uh, I have a few. Uh, we're going to go situational. We, we did this a, a few weeks back, um, but I'm going to give you each three situations and, and you have a couple of options. You can chug a beer during that situation. Uh, you can sip a beer or you have to literally open it and just pour it out on the floor. Andy, I will go with you first. The three situations I pulled out for you. Uh, one is a slip and slide. So mid, okay. slip ooh, ooh, slip mid slip and slide. I love me a good slip and slip and slide. I like that. I like the specification. <laughs> Number two, bouncy house with lots of kids in the bouncy house with okay.
3: you. Oh, that's also a good one.
0: And then three bumper cars where you like snuck it in and you're just, you pull out the beer and then what are you doing with it? Like mid bumper car. Oh ooh. man.
1: Okay. So slip and slide, bouncy castle, bumper cars
3: very right. fun but uh,
1: with bounce castle has children, children. in it yes with remember that part
3: <laughs> be safe how they're big are the children are they bouncing andy they're small <laughs> they're no no they're, they're tiny so yeah, big for and so
1: i think i'm going to pour out the beer on the slip and slide in an effort to con- to speak myself ooh out. okay I'm pour out during the slip and slide <laughs> That is brilliant. Extra, Extra lubrication. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the hope. I'm trying to get some speed here. Uh bouncy castle. I'm gonna chug because if I tried to sip, if I tried to sip in a bouncy wow. castle, that thing is just Going everywhere. So that big fat kid is gonna bounce all the super are going high. To be in no, beer. no, no. Yeah. Big chubby kid's gonna double bounce him super high. He's gonna chug the
3: entire beer in that one before bounce. Before I land, hit the, it's going to be the I most epic thing you've ever seen. Yeah.
1: I think if that was gonna happen, Wes, the moment I hit, I would have to consume the beer beforehand because the moment I land back, that thing's popping, and it's gonna sink. I'm saying. You're gonna chug the whole. It's thing It's gonna sink on <laughs> us, and there's gonna be kids <laughs> screaming, and parrots are gonna be rushing in.
2: As soon as you jump in that thing, are you doing a stone-cold Steve Austin <laughs> jump yeah, pour? Yeah, You yeah, pour. didn't say how many <laughs> beers, beers I got to
1: chug. I'm doing yeah, two. You can have two
3: if you I'm want. doing two okay. beers in that you're, bouncy castle. You're going to get out of that thing,
1: and you're going to have a whole lot of angry moms yeah. looking at oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm definitely going to sip a beer during the bumper cars because, you know, I'm a pretty good driver. But if I have the opportunity to drink a beer and purposefully bump people i'm well bumping to i'm just people. gonna bump yeah that's that's where i'm going you might get a little foamy it's gonna yeah. get a little foamy but i believe i feel like you. i got good, a good server hand i can just good, like you know yeah, yeah. stabilization
0: All right i like your answers andy uh rob we will go with you next the three situations i have for you uh one is a haunted house two is a wave pool and three is a zip line <laughs> and like zipline i want you to imagine oh. like very high up like flying through trees
3: not one of them low ass zipline yeah no, no. Not, not, as in. Zip lines. not one of the crappy ones
1: that's like from one building to no like and we're talking distance ground. too we're not talking just short we need we need yeah. distance
0: you're on there for like four minutes
1: all right i
2: am pouring out in the haunted house Cause I want to, I want to make those scary monsters slip, slip and fall. Yeah, <laughs> this oh, is defense. banana peel technique. More lubrication. <laughs> <That's right>. More <laughs> yeah.
3: lubrication <Lubrications>. technique. That's
1: <laughs> crazy <laughs> today.
2: <laughs> the wave pool is going to be a chug because I imagine I won't have a lot of time between waves, so I got to get that in before the next okay. wave comes through. Zipline, right. if that thing is high up and I've got a lot of time, I might as well just sip through and enjoy the view very similar answers lubrication for pour out <laughs> time
3: to drink was the chug and then just having fun was the third one to is yeah. beer very similar answers very analytical what am i gonna lubricate josh
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> like, I'm, glad, I'm so glad you asked <laughs> Yeah, I I don't have a great answer for you, but the three that I'm gonna give you are, are a bit <laughs> different. Uh, we're gonna go water skiing, snowboarding, and surfing. Ooh, water ski,
3: snowboard. You can lubricate the water. There's a lot of lubrication I'm not sure it's required
1: going on with those <laughs> yeah. three activities. Surf. Jeez, that's rough. Water ski,
3: snowboard,
2: surfing. I mean, really, any of them sound great for a beer. Difficult. Yeah. And Josh, just to confirm for Wes, this is while doing these activities, right? It's not like yes, he's,
0: it's not like I took a break from snowboarding. He's not on he's the like ski lift. Snowboard, yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Uh, well,
3: yeah, obviously, wali, you're
0: snowboarding.
2: obviously, you know,
3: snowboarding has the most friction. On the uh, ground when you're using that board, right? <laughs> Are you gonna pour so it out? I need to lubricate the ground,
2: to snow icing.
3: with my beer. He's, He's icing, icing it. ice. Okay. I sit down, so I'm pouring the beer out and snowboarding. Or um, butt ice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna picture that I have this like long, nice wave with like a longboard surfboard, and I'm just gonna sip my beer away while while surfing down this nice long, like this beautiful blue wave. Yeah. Tipping the beer while surfing, water skiing. You're kind of getting ripped around behind a boat. I'm chugging a beer before uh, any, any big wakes come up. And uh, I'm just going to chug that beer down during water skiing.
1: Real question, because I know that you've been at or on lakes recently. Have you consumed a beer while water skiing? It would be very hard. It's pretty, it's not easy (laughs) to get up
3: on a water ski. So it would be hard to hold a beard. I mean, I guess I could pull one in my pocket, but then once again, you have to hold on pretty hard there. You're going like yeah. 30 plus miles an hour. So opening a beer while holding on would be- What if you had one of those tough. helmets? Yeah, what if you had a beer helmet? What if somebody
1: threw it? Ooh, a beer uh, helmet. That's a
3: great option. I can't, <laughs> I have no argument against that. That's a good sipping option it's for the water The best
1: skiing. sip. Yeah, you got the strong everything. Yeah,
2: that
3: Just would be pretty sip. sweet. Yeah, Les's yeah. is going to revise his
1: answer. He's going to chug
0: all three <laughs> with, a, with a beer helmet <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah okay. if
1: beer helmets are permitted,
3: I would like to chug all three. Actually I'm worried you guys. Really.
0: You guys just ruined chug sip pour across the board because we can chug everything with a beer. Yeah. Just chug, chug, on. chug.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I'm still pouring out my beer at the haunted house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well. Obviously. Yeah. I, I still need
1: to lubricate you. the slip and slide, so that's where I'm going with mine. <laughs> All right, Josh. So I'm um, I'm interested to see what you're going to lubricate in this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so your three scenarios are going to be. Uh, It's actually celebratory for all of them. So just get ready for these. So you're at a first scenario, a graduation party. It's your friend's cousin who you've never met and you probably will never see again. Your second scenario is a wedding reception of your friend's cousin that you've never met and you will probably never see again. And then the third scenario is a baby shower for a friend of your in-laws that you've never met. they are
2: very specific.
1: <laughs> yeah. What are you going <laughs> to lubricate,
3: Josh? Tell us. I mean, we're giving you a little bit of a break here on each one because the actual person of honor yeah, and all that these, like, you're really never going to see again.
2: So you don't have to worry. Too yeah, much who about it is doesn't matter. It's a grad party, a wedding, or a baby shower and you will never see this person ever you can just go
0: ham. I mean, technically, that means I could just pick any of the three options, and it doesn't matter. I'll go a little bit more specific than that. I think the uh, baby shower, I will probably sip a beer, uh, because both chugging and pouring out just seem a tad inappropriate. Maybe not. Um, Ooh, the last two are kind of tough. I think I would... Chug a beer for the grad party. Hmm. Mostly with the reasoning around the wedding is that we could pour one out You've for gotta someone. Lubricate the yeah, wedding. that's what you i think You got to so lubricate, so the, lubricate wedding. the wedding. <laughs> I got to lubricate the wedding and pour something out for somebody <laughs> who isn't able to attend. So you basically... wedding? If you guys have better options for those three, please let me know. You
1: just decided to lubricate the dance floor by pouring your beer onto the yeah. ground.
0: Disaster! Yeah, you just yeah. ruined the entire <laughs> disaster party. Yeah. that's funny. you know what and then i gotta go yeah don't you don't know,
1: know anybody you're out of there <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy i don't oh. know
0: i don't know yeah some random
1: i approve of your answers josh thank you very much
0: all right i yeah it, it seemed good enough uh lastly as we kick off uh every episode uh we'll we'll do a brief good bad or ugly um, I can actually go first. Uh, here in Durango, we actually had a brand new brewery open up, uh, which is obviously based on the theme of this podcast, something I'm extremely interested in. Um, so whether it's it's this podcast or the next, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if one of my featured beers is, uh, is something from Durango Beer and Ice Company, uh, which is a name that they pulled from sort of an old timey uh, brewery from the early 1900s.
1: Well, now I really hope that you lose the big board and that they make an ice beer so that you can consume that. if they make
0: an ice beer, I might not be (laughs) for them, but
1: we'll we'll see. Well, I'll go next. Um, I I only have goods right now. This past weekend, I was able to get up to the mountains in Northern Washington and this next weekend coming up, I'm going to be out at a lake in Eastern Washington. So all good, nothing bad. And I'm excited for it.
2: Yeah, so I'll go next. I also made it my way to some mountains this weekend, um, made it to Montana Glacier National Park. Uh, I did have a chance to check out Bonsai Brewing Project um, while I was at uh, in Whitefish, Montana. Great microbrewery, had, had a couple uh, pints there it was neat they had a beer garden that they just finished i think at least that's what uh, our our hotel driver uh had told us but had a chance to check out um yeah just a local brewery and uh, in a couple beers um, really awesome sights. um if you ever get a chance to head to montana glacier national park i highly recommend
1: it Rob, i saw some photos that looked uh kind of perilous in terms of a, of a hike you went on it looked like there was a pretty steep almost... drop off on on one of those hikes you went on maybe a little how how was that
2: yeah it that was definitely my favorite hike that we we ended up doing my girlfriend and i so we the hike actually i think it's highline is is the the hike for those that have been to glacier national before really i mean it it's it's a complete drop off on the side and you you they actually have a a line a cable uh that's in the rock to hold on to in case you really need to just additional support and i will admit i was definitely holding on to that thing for for quite a bit of the <laughs> of the hike uh but once you get past that little zone and you you continue on it's about a 7 minute 7 mile um round trip hike once you get out uh to the end it, it the view is phenomenal
1: yeah i need to get out to that area i'm since i'm up in the pacific northwest it it's not that far i got to get there
0: Seems like a great golfing outing for the uh, for the four of us.
1: Yeah, I like that idea.
2: Yeah, we actually stayed right across from a golf course, and it was it looked like a challenging but very well kept golf course. Well,
1: maybe maybe we don't do the challenging one. <laughs> is it like a par three? Like an easy par three? We could uh, <laughs> catch up on.
3: All right, I'll finish it up. My bad, and slightly sad is that the. The basement extravaganza sitting in the basement in Chicago still, I think is coming to an end, as my truck is supposed (laughs) to be ready tomorrow. They've said that before, and it wasn't, but I think it actually is gonna be ready tomorrow. So me and my wife are gonna be heading home to Arizona. And that is the good, but also the even gooder. That's definitely a word. Gooder. Um, yep. In Arizona, when we get back as of Saturday. There's not one high projected after that date over 110 degrees. Woo! You know, that's a bonus! I know that's for awesome. many people that might not sound great, but for Arizona, that's a win. So it does seem like we have successfully waited out the high 110s weather and we're getting back to some better weather. So we're happy to get back home and happy it's not going to be too hot when we get there.
1: One question. Are you going to dig yourself a basement when you get home so that you can continue the basement extravaganza? That
3: is on hold until the podcast makes enough money to pay
1: for my podcast basement. Uh, that's going to be a while. Couldn't you just like dig a it's wall cool. in the backyard and just like hang out in there and that's the basement?
0: Just drain your pool yeah. and be below <laughs> ground in the pool
1: if i dug that
3: big of a hole in my backyard i don't think i'd be allowed in my backyard anymore and
0: we'd be doing no podcasting blame it on the doggos so, mm, <laughs> very true all right well i uh i think this was a great episode and uh we will we will leave with us as we always do Peace. peace peace